something a little different, and we're going to talk about self-talk and getting not just self-talk, but getting the answers you need or you crave or you want, and the power of the questions you ask yourself. You can ask yourself questions all day long, but If you don't ask yourself the right questions, you're not going to get the answers you need and you want to improve or fix what you are looking for. This show today is going to be all about engaging journey to introspection and self-discovery. And explore the incredible potential that you get from asking yourself such a fundamental, such an easy question. What? And why what is so important of all the questions you ask yourself? Now think back. When you were a kid and you did something dumb. What was usually the first question your parents asked you? Why did you do it? Your response was, I don't know, or because. And then your parents or you get mad because you want an answer. And a lot of times we're thinking, oh, my God, goodness, you know, taking such a long time to answer, so they're making up an excuse. That is not 100% right. So when you ask the why question, and this is why it's so crucial to understanding this, we're going to start by breaking down 
the two parts of your brain. Your subconscious and your conscious. And to understand this, This part is crucial. Because one part of your brain is all about emotion and about automatic process. The other part of your brain is all about logic. One minute where I misplaced my note. So you're to understand first of all your uncon your conscious mind. All right, so your conscious mind is the part of your mind that is aware of all your immediate thoughts. Everything that comes up. All your what you're feeling, what you're thinking, what you're smelling, all of that thoughts in your head that given moment is your conscious mind. It's all about your current awareness, your problem solving, your decision making, and your rational thoughts. It's also what has lets you focus on specific tasks and deliberate act you do things. also the part of you that knows your weight. We can only process out of the millions and billions of things around going on around us at any given time, we can only process on average about five things at once. Everything else gets dumped. Go in the garbage. By dump, it means it goes into your subconscious mind. So your subconscious mind is the, what operates without you realizing it. It holds all your memories, all your information, all your emotions. All the things that are not currently aware of. Also part controls your automatic processes, your breathing, your your heart rate, reflexes, everything that is done without you physically saying, I need to do this, is done by your subconscious. It also stores all your long-term memory, your behavior, your patterns that shape who you are and what you do. It also has a big influence on what, how you react to things, your emotions your automatic response. So now your automatic responses are your subconscious and your actual thought process is your sub is your conscious. So now that we understand that aspect
go into questions ourselves, our self talk. When we ask ourselves why, your subconscious part of your brain, our automatic reaction, our automatic thing. So we don't always understand or know right on top of our head what our subconscious says and thinks. So you have to pull out of our subconscious and put it into our conscious mind or for us to understand that. Which is why when you ask the why question, you don't get the answer. It's all about emotion and automatic. Now, the what. The what question, it focuses on specific actions or specific steps or strategies. The what is, is, is very specific. And when you ask yourself specific questions, you're going to get the answers you want. Okay, let me rephrase that one. You're going to get the answers you need. It may not always be the answer you want or the answer your parents want or your spouse, but it's the, it's the, the answer. So, the big part is it's the problem solving. It goes into, all right, here's the problem. We'll give you a perfect example. Is I'm get frustrated with a lot of things going on at once, phone ringing, noise, kids screaming. My husband, for some reason, has this and I know he doesn't do it consciously, but he has this habit of what I think are really stupid questions. And he will ask me really stupid questions at these moments. And a lot of them are just rhetorical answers or questions. For instance, you know, you all know that I have a, a couple of options. Well, my son can be left alone for a short period of time. He cannot be left alone for extended because he's sometimes a wanderer. Bright, sunny out, I think. Well, he went outside the other day, and I didn't see him. Well, he was playing in the playhouse. And so I asked my husband if he knew where he was. And he's like, I didn't know he was outside. So I went out and looked. I come back in, calm and cool. I found him. He's playing in the playhouse. Well, he asked me, did you find him? To me, that's like, duh, I'm not going to come in the house and not knowing where to get it. So, of course, here's me, sarcasm. So the first words that come out of my mouth were, 
No, I'm just one of them parents that, you know, lets their kid run around the neighborhood not knowing where he is, not caring, hoping he comes home. It's just how I deal with things when I get frustrated. Either I can snap and talk, yell at you, or I can be sarcastic. I tend to be sarcastic just because it's just my go-to reflex. Now, to fit this scenario, so asking yourself what? Okay. Well, one of the things is solving problem-solving mindset puts you in a different view. So when you face with challenges or obstacles or a problem, I always ask myself two questions. First of all, like for instance, like this. I'll ask myself, what taught me to get frustrated or will cause me a snap? Or in my words, sometimes, why don't people in bed? Instantly, you know the answer. Well, I was frustrated because my son was gone. He wasn't paying attention. I had to keep dealing with it, getting up and running around when I was doing something. Now, you ask yourself, what can I do to fix this problem or resolve this problem? You always want to ask yourself what happened and then what can you do to fix it? And a lot of people will tell you that you only ask yourself, how do you resolve it? Well, here's the problem. You can resolve it, but it's going to be a recurring circle if you don't ask yourself what caused it first. Because you need to know what causes it. And just how my mind works. I always need to know the problem. What is the problem? You don't always realize what the problem is. Especially when you're learning how to adjust your mindset and how to deal with problems and not flip out. This helps you become more aware of those situations. You know, it works great for kids. Especially kids who have a hard time regulating. You're trying to teach them how to regulate. You know, instead of asking them why they got upset or why they're mad, ask them what caused them to get mad. And then you can ask them, how are we going to resolve this or what do we need to do to fix the problem? And you come up with steps. Like when I work with clients, to figure out the problem, we'll go even one step further. Kids, I have bring school hoops or top dots, and I'll put all five of them out. And as adults, you do this too, or have a notebook and write down your five senses. Start out writing them all down. Seeing, hearing, smelling, touching, and tasting. So when you're in this situation, you're frustrated, you're mad, whatever, make a list. Each page is a five pages. 
your conscious mind of what is already being all put in there and bring it to your conscious mind. All right. In the heat of this moment, what did you see? And make a list. A lot of times, if you've got someone there with you, it works easier to do it in the heat of the moment. And you self-reflect by so it's a great way to start redirecting for teaching kids self So what did you see? And just make a list of all the things you saw. All the things that were in your face. Did you see it? What did you smell? A lot of times if you ever notice when you get mad, you'll have a different taste in your mouth. Well, what did you taste in your mouth? We're taking everything that's already in your subconscious that you already know and bring it to your conscious level so you're social, so you're actually consciously aware of that situation. You start to learn what your triggers are. There's all this noise. That's why that happens. And you just can start keeping track all these different scenarios and this is what your response was to these scenarios and as you're learning this you're becoming more aware okay so things all need to happen in the right order for me to get upset get frustrated and you start breaking all this stuff down And as you're figuring this out, what can you do to resolve this issue? Switch your focus from the problem to fixing it. Come up with a solution. And make a list. You know, do I need to take a breath before I answer the question? Because I think it's a dumb question. Or really, sometimes I get so irritated with life in general. It doesn't matter what question you ask me. I'm just going to snap at you because I just. How I really seem sometimes. Gives you that action approach. It gives you action steps. Practical measures. To address this issue. It helps you analyze and gets you out of this loop back. You know, with the why you end up in this loop trying to figure out what with what stretch your energy to a concrete action step for positive outcome. And this also broadens and opens up a whole new creative level for you. Instead of banging your head against the wall, always doing the wrong thing and trying to come up with solutions, this gives you action steps. It gives you different solutions or some different approaches. All right, well, this doesn't work. So what can I do differently? gives you that chance to think outside the box and broaden what 
you've already got going on. Crucial part, especially for kids and relationships and work. It reduces blame and negativity. You know, the why question, first words out of your mouth is someone else's fault. Or it's not my fault. The what is logical, not emotional. So it takes that assigning blame away. And it takes it to understanding exactly the circumstances to that event and gives you constructive ways to move forward. So now you're teaching and you're learning about because you're not focusing on whose fault it is. Like I tell my kids all the time, I don't care whose fault it is. Fix it. Things happen. Don't care. Things happen. Now let's move forward and fix it. This is where it gives you that empowerment. Now when you're asking yourself, what can I do differently next time? Or what steps do I improve this? That makes it ownership. That makes it part of you. So one, you're more than likely to change process. Because when you make something a part of you, it's like a label. And you know, all know that I'm severely against labels. But see, and this is part of the reason why I'm against labels, especially negative labels, is because we wrap ourselves psychologically around that label, around that identity. So when you have this identity, you make it a part of who you are, and then it's hard to get rid of. So when you assign yourself, use I phrase, can I do? What can be done to fix it? That gives you the personal growth and development you need to make those positive changes. Using the what, so you're steering towards the next step. You've already got that momentum going. Into the, making those changes. Because the first step in any change is the hardest. So it makes it one step easier to overcome those obstacles, to break free of those negative patterns, to work towards people make those changes last.
And as you're making these steps and these changes to last, it brings you into clarity and direction. It gives you specific answers and gives you a clear act step. And the best part is, is it gives you that roadmap to moving forward, but it's your roadmap. You created it. So it's yours. It ain't someone creating it for you. It's you creating it yourself. So it makes it easier to obtain. Using the what question also is open-ended. It's an ongoing trial and error process. So you don't stay stuck in that loophole or like I like to call them roundabouts. I always bring back the you know um, National Lampoon's Vacation, and they're in D.C. on that roundabout forever because they couldn't figure out how to get out. It's the same concept. So it teaches you how to find the answers to your questions and your problems, and it's done in just the right one simple word. It does it in such a way that you never get the same answer twice. So if one thing ain't working, try a different way. Now, the why question can turn into a judgmental. It can turn into a biased response that is emotional. Where with what, it is There's no assumptions. There's no preconceived notions. It is literally a fact. You've approached the issue with an open mind. It's a clean slate every time. You know, it gives you that deeper understanding. of the situation. It gives you, with your five senses, with everything going on, it gives you that deeper of that problem. And at the same time, it fosters that empathy. You know, it gets you to understand, especially when you're helping somebody else, you know, or when you're talking about a problem you have with somebody else, you know, what might they be thinking or what are their needs? It gets you to look at all the situations without judgment and have more compassion for more patients. It encourages that mindset. It emphasizes continuous learning and improvement. So it embraces, especially, you know, when you're trying to change, it's that challenge of opportunity. 
And as you're going through the logical approach, it helps you reduce that emotional reactivity. So as you're asking yourself what, it helps you to get a distraction. So it helps you stay calm and composed instead of automatically reacting impulsively and emotionally. It helps you learn regulation. And at the same time, it helps open that filter to have open communication. It creates that safe, non-confrontal space. And it gets you deeper into that question and the underlying issues. What are the root causes? What's, what's causing this problem? See, when you ask the why, 95% of the time, it's going to come up with a defense mechanism. So it's trying to protect you and your reasoning and for your actions. Applies in a judgment or a blame. So why did you do this? It sounds like you're, being, you're blaming them for it. So their first response is going to be, I don't know, or because, or someone else did it, because you don't want to take the blame. Self-preservation. They feel it's a threat, so your subconscious automatically kicks in to preserve yourself. Where when you use the what question, it's more of a logical conversation, even if it's just yourself, so you don't feel so interrogated or demanded upon for an explanation. And that's when, you know, think about it, when you're trying to have this conversation or get into a, an argument or whatever, even if it's an argument with yourself, and it is possible, it's perfectly okay to have an argument with yourself. But you start to put that wall up. Even when you argue with yourself, you know, think of the other cartoons with the devil on one side, the angel on the other, arguing with itself. You know, the walls go up, the flag goes up. So a lot of times you lie to yourself. You self-preserve Because you're not comfortable. And you think you have to justify your actions. You sit there and come up with all these reasons, and that's why it takes you long, long to an answer why you're trying to come up with justifiable reasons.
Can you evoke this emotional response? It makes it challenging for someone to respond calmly or rationally. You're basically fueling the fire of emotions. And so sitting here trying to answer a question that you don't feel comfortable answering or you don't even might not even know the answer to, you're already creating that bad environment that you're trying to get away from. So as your emotional response kicks in, you start reacting your defense mechanisms go up. Your denial, your reputation. Projection. All of this to protect your own self-esteem. Blaming somebody out. Denying it happened. You're afraid of what the response is going to be. You're trying to protect yourself your subconscious. And that puts a block up on communication from to somebody else or to yourself. Because you feel judged, you shut down. Nobody likes to be judged. Especially when they worry it's the judgment's gonna be negative. And with the what question it's neutral, it's subjective, so there's no judgmental. There's no blame. It's just fact. You're not seeking to find the motives behind it. There's no ulterior motive. It's just a matter of fact. So when someone's not trying to play detective, or you're not trying to play detective with yourself, then you're more relaxed, you're more comfortable, you're more apt to answer the question. You're more apt not just to answer the question, but be more open and honest about the answer to the question. And you're going to be more calm and more relaxed about the situation. And as you're answering these questions to yourself or to someone else, you're going to feel more, you're going to feel reflective. Because you're focusing on your behavior. You're focusing on your thoughts. And you're focusing on solutions. All right, well, I did this. This didn't work. So what do I need to do? Because of this, I need to do something differently. This is what I need to do. Because you're focusing on, on the action the behaviors, you're thinking on solution to cause and effect. You want to switch from cause and go to the effect. You don't, the cause is the blank, the emotional aspect of why. And you want to be the effect person, the person that makes the change. You want to be the why.
and using the what question builds that trust, builds that rapport. People, you care. Either you care with yourself, your self-care, your self-love, or that person you're having that conversation with. It's building that, that connection. It's respect for the other person or yourself's emotions and perspective. They're gonna feel acknowledged. They're gonna feel. That makes sense. Feel heard. The what question, you know, requires a conversation. You get that active engagement. It's not a simple, I don't know, a simple fix. When it comes to your mind, there are no quick fixes. You have to put the work in. There are processes that speed it up, but it's a continuing process that's always, it takes time. Anything worth doing takes time. There's, you know, hypnotherapy that we can get the results, you know, fix you overnight. Fixes take less time, and the reason it does that is because it sets it into your subconscious and basically rewires it a different way. But it's still, you need to put in the work. So the distinction between a why and a what question, it plays a crucial part in shaping communication. It changes the whole level of communication with yourself or with others. It changes how you react. Boxes are open to where you know it has 
it opens up the communication barriers. It fosters that. For the why question, consider defense mechanism. It makes you feel such acute. Lots of people feel intimidated. You become emotionally reactive and compelled to justify your actions. Which makes it harder to answer the questions or answer them with a lim- limited um, understanding of why you did it. You're not actually getting to the answers that you're looking for. Which is why the what question is so more crucial and more important. It's that neutral, it's objective, it's curiosity driven. It focuses on specific answers and case actions with potential solutions. It promotes a forward-looking, problem-solving mindset. It encourages self-reflection. It facilitates a collaborative exchange of ideas, which establishes trust and rapport in the communication process. It teaches you how to communicate. Using what questions and conversations allows you to explore possibilities, to consider alternative perspectives, to work together toward a constructive outcome. This cultivates an atmosphere of respect and understanding, creates that more empathy. You feel like you're listened to. You're understanding yourself. You're understanding others. So it opens those barriers of communication. And you get the answers you need and want. You have that meaningful dialogue take place. You're not just dialoguing in your head. Well, things could be better. Oh, well, it could have been worse. Just asking yourself the what gives you the answers you need to make the changes that last. In every aspect of your life, embracing the power of what leads to conflict resolution. It it helps regulation techniques. You start to understand true impact of language and the intent behind and it brings a natural positive environment where ideas and changes flow freely and there's room to grow and opportunity you'll see opportunities to grow you won't feel so stifled or so self-conscious So we're embracing using what questions, and we open the store to continuous learning and innovative thinking and personal development. With this curiosity approach, it benefits us in our interactions, but also nurtures our mindset. 
It helps us feel better about ourselves. It helps us get the answers to the questions we need. We empower ourselves to communicate effectively. And the what question lies with the ability to shift conversations from defensive and judgmental to one of open and understanding and growth. So, I'm opening up all the lines, and we'll see. Um, anyone have any questions or thoughts? Hi, Mary. How are you doing? Hi, Bob. How are you feeling? I'm doing great, thank you. God is good. Um, healing well, and uh, it's uh, make, making progress. I uh, just thought I'd call in and see see how everything's going and uh, say hello and thank you for all that you're doing because you're doing so much for all of us and for everybody out there that's listening. You're, uh, you're a tremendous uh, asset to our uh, organization and to our uh, hope collection and uh, optimize my life. And we uh, we appreciate we appreciate you so much, Mary. All the things you do. Thank you. And I know your your um, a lot of things are being added to the Hope Collection because of your efforts and the fact that you're uh, um, guiding people to get things done. And uh, thank you so much for that. Oh, it's not and it's really, I got a whole network of people. Really being, ex- really being expanding. Go ahead, Mary. No, I'm just saying I have, it's not just me. I have a whole network of individuals that support what we do. Yeah, you know, we um, when we all started out on this um, improvement of the Hope Collection, uh, we didn't realize uh, what we were really. Uh, well, at least I didn't realize what what uh, how long it was going to take and how much was going to have to be done. But uh, it's been making uh, steady progress and it's growing like crazy. And uh, it's because uh, a lot of it's because of the, the team effort and be, because of uh, your individual efforts. So thank you so much, Mary. So, Bob, you ask yourself why something happens, or do you ask yourself what? Which do you use the why or the what? So as we're winding down the clock, we're almost out of time for today. But join us tonight. For two new two shows. 
give you one quick minute because we changed the time for Gavin's show. I gotta look it up quick. You know, we're gonna uh, on Friday. Uh, my daughter is gonna come and pick pick my wife and I up, and we're gonna uh, go uh, help her to get um, to get a truck and get moved. Uh, she's moving from uh, from New Jersey to Wilmington, Delaware, because she's been working about six months down there now. On a, on another job as a as a in a law firm and she's very very happy with uh with a new job and the people that are uh she that are working for her there and, the, and whatever she's doing uh she's very very happy with it so she's decided to, to set up um an apartment down there and her husband's going to stay in uh in new jersey for a while because he's working at a at a job that he's been with a long time and then he's going to be looking for a job down in uh, Wilmington. So then uh, it'll, when he gets a job down there, it'll all be set up for him just to move, move his stuff down uh, to, uh, to Wilmington also. So it's, um, it's a big effort, but I can't, because I, I, I broke my foot, I can't, help, uh, I can't help much. But she says she wants me to be the supervisor. <laughs> Since I uh, I have helped so many people move in my lifetime, um, as as far away as uh, Orlando, uh, Florida, and uh, to different locations around the, around the country. So um, anyway, that's going to be a it's going to be a, a different kind of an experience for me um, with this move because I can't do much. I always always pitched in, helped to carry things out and pack the truck and, and all those kinds of things. But, uh, so it's going to be different, but, uh, we'll get it done. We've got about, uh, five of us that are going to be working together on it. You sound like you have your hands full. I'm sorry. What Mary? Sounds like you have your hands full. So, tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, is Rising to the Majors. Uh, John, Gavin Johns, I said his name backwards. Gavin Johns will co-host a show talking about triumphs, talk about obstacles, and how his faith has helped him guide his life and overcome all these obstacles. He asked himself the what question. What can I do to fix the problem? How, what can I do to adjust? And he doesn't let things stop him. And then at 9 p.m. Eastern, right after Gavin's show, is Marketplace Ministry with our Tuesday host, Rick Reese. It is a faith-based show talking about how God in the workplace helps you expand your business. Great. So, remember to ask yourself what. 
and not why give you the answers to the questions you seek. Have a good day. Have a good night. And we'll see you back here tonight at 8 p.m. Bye with Gavin Johns, right, tonight? Yep. Great. Great, Mary. Thank you for all you're doing for him. I remember when I first talked to him was, uh, with Derek, and um, he wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Uh, what he wanted to do, he knew he wanted to be a baseball player, professional baseball player, but he didn't know if there was anything else he wanted to do in his life. He wrote a book, and um, so he's done. He's made some accompli- major accomplishments. He finished his college, got his master's degree in college, just like you, and uh, he moved forward. You know, but um, he still hasn't got a connection with the with becoming a major baseball player, which was his real dream. And uh, it's been his dream for many years. But with, uh, with the good Lord on his side, I'm sure he'll, he'll do well. So you have a great day, Marion. Thank you again. God bless you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to make each day count.